The world is becoming increasingly proficient at telling stories that deny God. As such, we need Thinking Christian to become as natural as breathing. Welcome to the Thinking Christian Podcast. I'm Dr. James Spencer. Through calm, thoughtful, theological discussions, Thinking Christian highlights the ways God is working in the world and questions the underlying social, cultural, and political assumptions that hinder Christians from becoming more like Christ. Now, on to today's episode of Thinking Christian. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Christian. Thanks for coming back. This is the second part of the interview that I have with Dr. Mae Young. And Dr. Mae Young edited a or wrote a chapter in a book that I co-edited with Ashish Varma called A Praying People. That's available on Amazon.com. And so if you like what you're hearing from Dr. Young today or would just like to explore some of the matters related to prayer, I'd encourage you to go check that out at Amazon.com. But for now, enjoy today's episode. And so I feel like there's a lot of people who almost feel ashamed that they're struggling or ashamed that they're, you know, still grieving or still dealing with these things. And there's not a real uh, sense of, you know, openness. And in fact, when I, I taught about lament um, overseas before for a, a course, there were some students who would say, you know, it's hard for leaders to admit their struggles because there's judgment. You know, people judge them. They feel judged or people... So it doesn't really, um, it's not really giving that a place of honesty for people to really show. I feel like it's almost like the church is a place where we put our best foot forward. And so I hear people say, well, you know what? I, I'm just not up to going to church today. You know, I just, I don't, you know, I'm like, what is that? Why, why do we have to be up to go to church? You know? <laughs> right. Um, and so, but I, I do hear that very often. Or, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, really good. So I, I'm not going to go to church today. Um, and so like almost like as if church is only a place where we go when we feel good and we feel ready to show the world that we feel good, you know, or, you know, so yeah. allowing that some room maybe uh, for the church to to do a little bit more um, giving places for people to lament even during the service it would be helpful, too. It's such an interesting thing to think about, though, the, um, you know, so, I mean, first, I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like, I love lifting weights. Like, I, I enjoy working out. And, you know, there is a sense in which no pain, no gain, sure. right? The pain is just part of the process. And yes. you have to put the effort in. And there's that that sort of work and um, effort that you're putting in yeah. um, that ultimately leads to something down the road that is beneficial for you. Yes. Um, and, and I think that if we don't appreciate that work, yeah. Right. Especially, you know, if you don't appreciate the work in the weight room, you kind of go in there and just are lackadaisical and just hope, you know, that you get the results okay. you want. It's like, well, that's not realistic. Um, yeah. And I think there's some sort of loose analogy there with lament, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, if if the pain is relegated to something that we really, you know, just want to get out of. Mm -hmm. Right. As opposed to something that we should live in, mm -hmm. appreciate to some degree. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. recognize as part of the growth process, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a progression in our faith. Mm -hmm. I think it opens us up to a lot of different sort of maladies. Like mm -hmm. you could see, you know, instead of lament, do we just get sort of complaining, you know, in the more common uh, contemporary vernacular, sure, you know, sure. instead of, instead of lament, do we just get people hiding their sin, hiding their you know, there's all these different things that I think could arise that that lament would be really great for. Yes. But because we're not practicing it now, what we're seeing is the sort of cracks that are created when we put aside a really important practice. That's right. 
That's right. And, and this is where I, I say that, you know, lament really is an act of faith. You know, yeah. it's, it's an act of faith because um, we're turning to God, you know, in our pain and in our complaints, even, I mean, you see that in the psalmist They're yeah. they're turning and that's, that's the whole, you know, people are like, well, isn't it wrong to complain? You know, you know, how about the Israelites in the desert? And, you know, <laughs> but you know, that kind of complaint was they were complaining to each other. They were complaining. Um, <laughs> right. They already made a decision on what they thought about God, you know, and they were complaining, you yeah. know, but, but in lament and, and, and complaints towards God, yeah. you're, you're actually coming to God, you know, you're not, and it's a, it's a faith. It's kind of like if you have a good friend or even in your marriage, you know, you're not going to go and complain about your wife to your friend that that's not really helpful. Um, but when you come to your wife and you actually, you know, are honest with your feelings, that actually brings intimacy. You know, you're able to be honest, you're able to work it out, you're able to, you know, and it's those, it's the people that you feel closest to that you can feel like you can be vulnerable and you can show them warts and all. And that's really what, you know, when we're, when we're lamenting, you know, we're showing too that there's a dimension in our relationship with God, that there's a closeness and that we can, we're pressing into him uh, in our pain. We're pressing into him when our life is not, you know, uh, looking like the way that, you know, we feel like it should even. Um, and so there's a, like a disconnect from our theology and what, what we're living out. And so we could bring it up and, and you know, bring to God, you know, the promises of God and, and really stand in that. So it's kind of like a, a sense of, you know, uh, hope and uh, trusting in God and bringing this and just being honest in the midst of our, our lives. I think that's great. Um, let me take a minute, take a little bit of a break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about lament. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're going to be talking about lament a little bit more. And I just I had a question about this. Uh, I it's something I I think about a fair amount. You know, a lot of times when I'll experience pain in my life, I have an idea of what's causing that pain, uh, what I actually want to have changed, why this is coming about. And um, I'm wondering, how do we formulate both individually and maybe even corporately the content of lament? Like, what's our focus as we're doing it? Sure. Well, I, I do think there's also um, a biblical precedence because um, I'm actually uh, working on a book right now with um, InterVarsity Press um, on recovering biblical lament. And what um, what I'm doing is I'm looking at individual psalms for different situations. So you have lament. Okay. So a lament for health reasons is different from a lament uh, in unjust circumstances or a lament in loneliness. And so there are psalms um, in the Bible that kind of have a different, you know, uh, way of lamenting. And so I think some of those are instructive for us, too, as we think about, you know, lament during times of loneliness, as opposed to lament during anger or, you know, so you have imprecatory psalms. So there's different ways. So I, I think there's some of the psalms are instructive for us, too, um, as yeah. we come even on, on an individual level. But even on a corporate level, I think there are certain things of, you know, what are things that are addressing our community, um, you know, and, you know, of course, the things that we address issues today are different from what we see in the Old Testament, of course. Sure. Um, and so sometimes, you know, some issues that might be, uh, you know, looming in our churches on a corporate level, um, and maybe it's some people who think that and there might be some disagreement on that end. Um, but, you know, I think if the church is bringing it out in the open um, and lamenting it, I think it opens up for conversation, for real conversation. And I think only in that kind of real conversation can we actually move forward. doesn't mean that everybody has to agree, but yeah. I think that we're, you know, instead of sweeping it under the rug, there could be a, a sense of, you know, uh, coming together and um, acknowledging and also working together too, and a real sense of humility before one another as these issues are brought up. And I think that's important. And, you know, it's not always going to be pretty when we come to lament, whether it be individual or on a corporate level. I mean, and some of this, you know, we see even in the scripture, you know, some of the the wrestling that we see in the prophets, some of the wrestling of, you know, you know, God, why have you forsaken me? Some of, you know, it's not always, you know, it's not always necessarily true, you know, but it's yeah. something that we experience um, and it's okay to bring that up in 
the light of community and the light of the Lord and allowing God and the Holy Spirit to to move us in the right direction as well. It's interesting you say that. I mean, now that you're talking through it, I, I when I was a dean, I uh, I was a dean when Donald Trump got elected. Um, and a lot of the minority students on campus um, organized a corporate lament. And so as a new dean, I decided it would probably be good for me to go and just be there. And I will say uh, it was definitely eye opening for me um, as someone who has never really been a huge political animal um, sure. and didn't, you know, yeah. wasn't really thinking in those terms at all. I mean, yeah. um, just to hear what the students were saying and to experience the emotion that they were mm -hmm. feeling around the issues, right? It goes beyond mm -hmm. sort of a, we have political disagreements and we all yeah. understand that sort of vibe. It was, it was very much like whether, whether their fears were ever realized or not, sure. they were real fears. Yes. Like their, their emotions were very real. Yes. And I do think, you know, just again, hearing you give that answer, it, it sort of took me back to that place where it was like, yeah, it did open me up to these other people. Sure. Not in the sense that I agreed with everything, but in the sense right. that, wow, they're feeling this pain. And so how should I now, you know, sort of reconfigure and rethink the way that I interact and the way that I speak, what I talk about, how I work mm -hmm. with that in order to build them up as members of the body of Christ? Yes. Yeah. And that's so important. And I, I think that comes in, like when you look at the book of Lamentations in chapter one, one yeah. of the uh, reoccurring refrains is that there was no comforter for her. So really what yeah. Lady Jerusalem was looking for was someone to witness her pain because she wanted someone to understand and see her pain. And there yeah. wasn't any person. And so here, you know, as, as a body of Christ, you know, we're called to hurt with those who hurt and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so like when we hear the pain of our brother and sister to come along to be a witness is in many ways a comfort for them. We don't, re we don't realize that, but that really, you know, um, you're standing alongside with someone um, in that way. And so uh, there was a quote, I think uh, that, you know, when you have two people sharing the pain, the load gets lighter, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so you don't have to carry it all by yourself. And so it's not necessarily us agreeing, but actually seeing someone, yeah. seeing someone in pain, witnessing to that um, uh, really brings a sense of comfort to that too. And that's, that's, that's where, you know, sometimes when people are going through deep suffering, you don't even have to say anything with them. You could just sit there with them to be, you know, presence, that ministry of presence, that witnessing of the things that they're going through. Yeah, I think lament has that potential to sort of bring us together in ways that we're not recognizing at all. And I, you know, just again, as you're speaking there, I'm thinking back on the book of Job, right, where you see uh -huh. Job in this really deep lament, wondering what God is doing to him. Uh -huh. And then his buddies come around and they're like, listen, you just got this all wrong. Yeah. And they're trying to not really trying to solve his problem. I mean, they're they're I guess they're okay with Job's suffering, but they're trying to give him like the recipe for moving from, uh, you know, lament, you know, being destroyed basically to not being destroyed. Yeah. And, and Job's just like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is not what I, this is not what I was hoping for from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not even hearing me, right? That's right. I'm, That's right. I'm the righteous sufferer and yeah. you're trying to tell me just to repent. Like that doesn't yeah. even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of lessons here that we could look at from a lament mm -hmm. perspective. So, 
It, have you, you know, you talked about, and I, I grew up in the same churches probably, um, or I went to similar churches that didn't really talk about lament at all. Um, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced lament within a, a church context. And if so, sort of what you might suggest for churches who are just wanting to dip a toe into the lament space, what does this really look like for a church to do this? Well, I've been to churches where they, you know, um, incorporating um, maybe even in times of worship, you know, some lament songs so yeah. that, you know, people who are not necessarily ready to praise um, can actually be, you know, more uh, meditative, you know, and even right. allowing for that. So some space within the church to allow for that. Um, yeah. That's something small or even uh, during times of corporate prayer to give room um, and silence for those who are are dealing with, you know, a real tough time and giving them space to talk with the Lord on that. Because sometimes people, um, you know, we talk about lament, but people don't know how to even lament when they're on their own. So when they're in a corporate setting to, you know, even allow them to have that space to be honest with God um and just come before him and and if it's it's only silence it's only silence but you know maybe giving them some space and and walking them through what that might look like for them personally um helping them in that way too i think that those are just helpful or you know if there's um a larger issue um that has been dealt with within the church i've been in an institution where you know there was a lament service um and some of the things that had happened that was tough in that particular institution, um, they were able to lament together. And so many people felt after that service that it was just healing because it was it was acknowledged and these issues uh, were brought up, up into the open. And so people can feel a sense of freedom to even, you know, mourn the losses or, you know, uh, mourn the frustrations or some of the things that had happened um, instead of just, you know, moving forward. And so that actually gave room for people to move forward because this was acknowledged. It's it's almost like sometimes in a relationship, it, when you know something's wrong and nobody says anything and you just move forward, it's just going to be awkward for, you know, but when you bring it back up and you're saying, hey, you know, these things that happened, maybe it wasn't handled the best way, you know, um, yeah. or maybe how can we hear you better? you know, even a relationship that helps you to move forward, you know, um, in the relationship itself. And so even as a community, you can move forward instead of just moving awkwardly, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, right. so people feeling a sense of loss or not lostness or something like that. So I think my sort of my last round of questions here, I won't say the last questions, because probably won't be the last one. But my last round of questions, we, you know, you talked earlier, and you talked about lament, and its relationship to patience, right? And sort of waiting on the Lord and that breaking mm -hmm. through in praise. Sometimes what I what I see happening is let's call it lament, right? A, a complaint is raised, right? Mm -hmm. um, either to God or others, and then there's an expectation for immediate action. So, in other words, we've and again in the sense that we've lost true lament right? Yes. Um, we tend to view this as almost like comment cards that come in and, and we say, this isn't right for me. 
And so I need somebody to fix this for me. And if it's not fixed, then I'm just, I'm going to have to put more in the complaint box. Right. That's right. (laughs) Um, And and so I'm wondering like how, how close is the connection? I, two questions, maybe number one, is there a connection between lament and action that we should be aware of and understand? Um, And then is there, is lament really just that patient process of waiting on the Lord and recognizing that he will be faithful, um, whether that's through his people or what have you. And so really the question is about lament and action. Like how are those two paired? It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, This is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. And and I think that's, you know, that's a great question. And I, I, I do think that it's, it's different in every situation. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't say there's like, you know, a cookie cutter formula for that. Gotcha. But I do think that when we're lamenting this kind of expectation, kind of like you said, you know, that those things should be set aside and just really waiting for the Lord that maybe there is action that he will prompt us to do as well. You know, so some of that comes there too, but there's some also just a willingness to press in to God. So like for, for myself, you know, I went through, um, a real, and this is what, um, kind of was sort of a catalyst for me to be even interested in lament. I, when I was younger, so I had, I gone through a divorce due to unfaithfulness of my spouse and through that, um, experience, it, it felt like in one day, like my life was just turned upside down and I didn't yeah. know what to do. And I felt like I was at a complete loss and, and I was just hoping the next day would just like be fixed. Everything would be okay. But like walking through that journey and every day, like nothing's changing, but it's still staying where it's at. Like 
you know, I could have easily said, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to walk away. But I, I, at those moments, I felt like there was, I had no one else but the Lord. And so it's like, I just pressed into God and I just like, you know, sometimes it was just crying. Sometimes there was no action whatsoever. All I could do was utter prayers of tears um, and just being in his presence. And then there was moments where, you know, I just felt like, you know, God was saying, you know, you need to forgive. And there's moments where, so, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of lament is almost like coming before God in honesty, but also waiting on God and pressing into that relationship that we have with God. And so I, I know a lot yeah. of people who've gone through really hard times, they say that was probably the sweetest time. And it was the toughest time, but also the sweetest time in their relationship with God. Because, you know, it's like when you have nothing, but the Lord, he becomes that solid rock. And so, you know, and so it's not no, not so much like, you know, as you wait, it's almost like you uh, are pressing into that relationship. And there's moments where he will prompt you to do things, but it's, it's, it's not like a formula. It's just kind of, you know, uh, recognizing that he is there. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's, and there's a, a special closeness in our midst of our pain that he understands and he's with us. Uh, in there. He sits with us in there. And so there's moments where it is sitting and just waiting. And there's moments where, you know, we need to, uh, you know, move forward. You know, sometimes, you know, the Lord will prompt us and say, you know, for myself, the Lord was saying, you know, you need to go back into this community and be a part of that and let them love you. And so like hearing the Lord uh, in the midst of that pain, in the midst of that pressing in, I think is so important. So it's not just, you know, looking, um, belly gazing at our sorrows, but really, you know, bringing it before the Lord and, 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 and allowing that to grow our relationship with the Lord. When thinking about it like that, you start to understand the significance then of corporate lament of actually joining with others in their pain, because if we're all sort of waiting on the Lord and we're all joining in that person's lament to the extent that we are capable I think it becomes far less uh, likely <laughs> that we are going to come up with our own random solution to help this person out. That's or right, we're going to yeah. try to, you know, reason through the pain, you know, like, yeah. hey, this really shouldn't hurt as bad as you think. Look, yeah. here's the, you know, like, yeah. um, I, I think if we were all sort of joined together in it, it does give it a whole different context where we're all now crying out to the Lord for this yeah. solution. It binds yeah. us together in a way that... Yeah. Um, we wouldn't be otherwise. Right. right. I, I mean, I, I just think the whole thing is sort of fascinating to think through. Yeah. How is it that we can join with our brothers and sisters in Christ, not in celebration, hey, you've overcome mm -hmm. this, yeah, but in despair and anticipation. Yes. That's that right. you will overcome this. That's right. And that yeah. we're all going to be involved in some way, but we're not sure yeah. what that way is yet. Right, right. Right. You know, we're just all going to be open to the prompting. I, I think That's the right. individual experience and the corporate experience um, yeah. kind of mirror each other a little bit. Yeah, I think so, too. I think and, and I think there's something to it when people have walked through that journey with you that um, that also increases the intimacy within those relationships as well. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been great. Um, we're coming up uh, at the end of our time. And so I want to give you the opportunity to talk about, you mentioned your book. Um, what should folks be looking for? Um, do you have a timeline on that? I kind of know how, I kind of know how publishing goes. And so a loose timeline, when, when's the book supposed to be uh, done and out? 
Sure. So the, the book is coming out. It should be coming out in 2024. So next year uh, in okay. the winter, probably. Um, okay. So uh, called a Recovering Biblical Lament. That's the tentative title right now. Um, okay. So we'll see. But it's with InterVarsity Press um, with that. And uh, it's just a, a book about, you know, uh, lament and also looking at specific examples of, you know, lament and, you know, during times of anger or, you know, loneliness and um, I, I want to put examples, too, of different people who walk that journey um, yeah. in there. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think uh, I'm going to link people to your uh, faculty page at Taylor University. Right. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and so people can keep up. And hopefully, uh, whenever the book comes out, maybe you can come back on and talk a little bit more about Lament and the book. And sure. um, it'd be fantastic to have you back. I really appreciate the insights you shared today. Um, Lament is such a, it's one of those topics I mean, as an Old Testament guy, I did mostly historical books and um, <laughs> dipped into the prophets, right? And so you sort of skim over. Um, it was just like when I was talking to Russ Meek about Ecclesiastes. I'm like, this book is like a mystery, even to people who, <laughs> and even to many people who are Old Testament scholars. And I feel kind of the same way about lament. It's not something that uh, everybody specializes in. And so I just, uh, I'm very, really grateful um, that you're doing this work and grateful for your contribution to um, a praying people. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to read more, um, you can pick up A Praying People. We'll link that in the show notes. And if you want to check out more um, from Dr. Young, I'll link you to her university page at Taylor University. And thanks so much for being on. It was a pleasure talking with you about this today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed my time. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode of Thinking Christian. Thanks, everyone. Just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Thinking Christian podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.